Welcome to the New Josh Juan Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamins. This is a special episode. This is the second half of our interview with Lee Birkins. Uh, the first half is back in the archive. You should check that out uh, if you haven't heard that already. Uh, in this episode, Lee talks a little bit more about mind and intention and internal martial arts, as well as some of his own experiences using internal martial arts to heal. Uh, then we talk a little bit about Bagua Jong and sort of training tips, things like that, how to develop, uh, internal practices within Bagua. It was a real pleasure interviewing Lee, uh, and we hope to have him on the podcast again. Let us know what you think of the interviews. Uh, there are more interviews on the Patreon, uh, coming up. We've got Frank Allen's interview is out now. We have a bunch more interviews coming up during season two, which will start uh, next month. And uh, check it out. I hope you enjoy it. And thanks for listening. So what's like the first step on that journey of, of bringing the mind into the practice? Being able to identify and connect with awareness. It's like touching, sensing, smelling? No, it just, it's, no, th- these are internal. It's an internal sense. It's like to be aware of something. It's like right now, you can see me, you can hear me. And the reason being is your awareness is picking all this up. Uh, Awareness is, uh, it's sort of like you're, you're home late at night. You're the only person in the house. It's really quiet. You're sitting there with a book maybe. And all of a sudden, you think you hear somebody talking in another room. What do you do? You go up and check it out. Well, no, you do something before that. You listen? Yeah, you, you get really quiet. And you start sensing. There you go. See how you're mm-hmm. sensing? It goes out. Yeah. Exactly. Awareness. So the first step is becoming familiar with your awareness and then practicing sitting in it, abiding in it, and doing nothing else, just hanging out with it. That sounds a lot like uh, dissolving. Well, that's what happens. You know, th- this is the mind that does the dissolving. Right. I mean, it's this, yeah, it's, it sounds like, you know, a similar place in your awareness. You know, you're, you have to kind of find that ability to just to sink into something and sit there with it and wait for it to do its thing rather than trying to force it. Yeah, totally. And it's, and it's your, it's our awareness that sits with it, so to speak. Right. Do you just get to the point where your mind isn't even part of it and you're just feeling energy and you're just kind of moving with that? Or is there still that intent to like, I'm going to do a certain movement and. No, this is, this is pre-intent. Yeah, you, 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 you go through the practice of intention as you learn what the mind, how it affects things. But ultimately, when you practice sitting in the awareness itself, eventually you'll, you'll, you'll sense the emptiness of it, this quiet, spacious emptiness. And then you spend time sitting in the emptiness and after a while sitting in the emptiness you realize there's a whole lot going on in there it's filled with mind it's filled with energy and ultimately what we come to experience is 
this mind, this absolute mind, uh, there's all these words for it, the unbounded lucidity, this mind, this absolute mind is where all things arise from, all phenomena. Out of the emptiness, wuchi comes yin and yang. The yin and yang interact, you have the tai chi. So eventually, to answer your question, at least in my stage of practice now, I sense life itself coming into existence before it's anything. I sense myself coming into existence with everything else. And is that so? It, so, so, how, so like, say you're doing, I mean, just to, to kind of bring it back to the energy gates thing. So say you're doing something like cloud hands. How does that piece about moving come into it? Right. I mean, cause to go from where you have this sense of stillness, I mean, that to, to me, that's the, the specialty of Bagua, right? You've got the stillness of sitting meditation, but you're moving, right? You're well, walking, you're walking the circle, but you're, you know, inside you're, you've got that stillness yeah. right yeah. yeah well you're hanging out you're, you're hanging out in in the absolute mind so how do you make yeah. the jump from sitting to moving or can or is that not even worth trying at this point you know at, at. Well, well it's it's not so much you do anything rather than come to have a, a direct perception of what this absolute mind is and it starts it does everything Everything comes out of it. If in life, in what we practice, there's only one thing that's perfectly still in this universe, and that's mind. Everything else moves, and all this movement comes out of this mind, and you start to get really familiar with how, that, how it does that by sitting and being with it in this awareness, which is easy to say. It's, it's difficult to do. Uh, so, the, like just asked, what's the first step? Is recognizing what your awareness is as opposed to what your thinking mind is because they're not the same thing. Uh, for instance, when I finally realized this mind, I remembered from being in war, you're out in the jungle and you're using your awareness. You're not talking, you're not thinking, you're just sensing everywhere there's not a fucking word that happens in your head you're just in this awareness and i and i went oh that's the fucking mind they're talking about once i started hearing about awareness and the awareness is right with us all the time the the most common type of awareness is proprioception right and proprioception is the ability to sense and know where things are in space. It's called proprioceptive awareness. Proprioception, it's like, right now I could ask you, do you know where your eyes in the back of your head are? Right. Did you have to think about it? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you do, but right then, like, like you, right. do you know where your feet are right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the awareness have, of, your, of your physical space, in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, just this is this is proprioception. It's it's a step. It's a doorway into the deeper awarenesses because it's it's an awareness. Well, that that to me is what the you know what comes out of doing the you know standing dissolving practice is an increased amount of awareness. Hopefully, yeah. yes. Yeah, 
that, yeah, you know, yeah. the, that the goal of that is is simply to clear out the stuff so that then you, you have a, have so a better you see awareness. Right. So you ha- you go, oh, that's what it is to feel or to be aware, you know, of, of space. Yeah, this awareness is a trippy stuff. I mean, it's really cool. You yeah, know, it is. hang out and it's like, this is, ugh. You find it restfully? Like, is it, is it <clears throat> healing and relaxing in and of itself or does it take effort and to stay in that state? Uh, this is what, in the beginning, we kind of try to make effort because it's so neat. It's like we get in there and we feel ourselves losing. It's like, no, 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 I don't want to lose this, you know? Right. <laughs> but the idea is you just let it fucking go and start over again. Hmm. Uh, this is important this, the, 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 to get at this thing. So in the beginning, proprioceptive awareness is the ability to sense and know where things are in space, i.e. your elbows, your feet, your knees, your head, your tongue, the door behind you. You sense and know those things. At a higher level, through these little practices, eventually awareness not only senses and knows where things are in space, awareness senses and knows space. Big step to sense and know, be aware of space itself. Now, when you say space, are you talking about physical space inside the body, space around you? All of it's you? all the same space. Right, the right, right. Space outside of you, the space in you, the space in me, the space out through the universe. It's all the same fucking space. Hmm. Mind blowing. They're not separate. They may appear to be separate because of our reification with solidness, but hmm. eventually. Awareness is pure spaciousness. This is your experience. You experience awareness as pure space. And then, this is the really cool part, when you have that sensation, start to experience it, you start manipulating space, which is filled with energy. I manipulate my space to move, rather than manipulating my body to move. And you- yeah, that's I think what I'm getting at is is yeah. that once you have that sense of awareness, you don't even have to do much to get your body because your body's right there in that you know as you put it in that you're in that space inside your body. So exactly, you know. and the thing is, your body comes out of that spacious awareness. The spacious awareness creates our body. Mm. Maybe standing and, is where you start to feel that because when you stand there for a long time, yeah. you kind of. You kind of you feel like you become a bit of a ball. Like my arms could be here or here or whatever, but I'm I'm just filling in this whole thing. I'm I don't know. I, I can't put my words to it, but it, there is that you become aware of it through that standing. I think is the first stage, probably. You can, yeah. And again, when we stand, what what's the two things we got to do? Align yeah. and relax, and keep those alignments, even though they're moving. We keep them, yeah. You once put it to me as the alignment is physical, but it's also like you're connecting to an energy, you know, that you, you, the physical alignment that you create creates the, you know, or it connects to the flow of energy, right? So gravity, for example, is the first one, right? You get the sense of aligning yourself so that you aren't fighting that flow, you know, that downward flow. And then from yeah. that, you know, you get the ability to come back up. And like yeah. one of the one of the things I remember doing with you was going out into the field up at Anvil Ranch and doing this thing where you would sort of 
let it all drop and go down and get real sad and like almost cry and then oh, yeah. bring, it, bring it back up and start to laugh. I mean, and I remember doing that a few times in, in parks and just getting the craziest looks of people. But <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was a good exercise because it took you through that sort of, you had to, you know, have the awareness of your body to kind of move up and down and yeah. also, you know, I mean, it was an intentional change, but to feel how your, uh, you know, the quality of mind would change in, you know, your emotion or whatever would change what, you know, how you moved or how you felt, you know, and it was the, you know, to me, that was a, a an interesting way of sort of applying a lot of the stuff that Bruce taught, you know, cause he would always do it in this very kind of, you know, strict way. And you were one of the first few people that I met that was like, almost took it and played with it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that it wasn't. It wasn't this like real. You know, I'm not going to name names, but some people get very rigid about. Oh, it has to be done like this. And you yes, should, yes. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> and they, you know, it's like where they're just basically repeating Bruce's words without any, you know, thought about. Well, there's other ways you can, you know, play with this stuff. You know, and 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 I always was impressed with your ability to like have fun with it. You know, that's it. <laughs> I, know? I'm. Yeah, I remember when I first started Tai Chi with the uh, uh, the fellow from the Chen Man Ching with Steve Katz. We were called and referred to as we were Tai Chi players. Right. Tai Chi players, and that word has sort of disappeared. Mm, yeah. And the idea of playing, because, you know, we have energy inside us, around us, and fucking playing with it. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to find it. For did for me, I mean, fucking relaxing was a <laughs> not an easy trip. Nope. Uh, and those things appear. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the one of the first things you ever did with me, and I, I remember this was, I said, you know, I we've been hanging out all week and mostly smoking weed, and <laughs> and I asked you a couple times, I asked you to push hands, and you were like, nah, nah, you know, it kind of blew me off. So I was like, all right, I doesn't want to do that. So later in the week, finally, I was like, I asked one more time. I think it was probably the third or fourth time. And you were like, all right. And you stood up and you put your arm up. And I stood up and I put my arm up, but I took a step forward and you took a step back. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I took another step forward and you took another step back. And finally, I was like, hmm. And I put my arm down and then you took a step forward. And I was like, okay. And I put my hand up and it was like, all right. I kind of get what's going on here. But it was this very like, um, you were you were sort of, you know. I was like, come here, push hands with me, and you were, yeah. nope. And it was like, you know, and I felt that sort of drawing me in, drawing me in. And then later, I saw you uh, pushing with Bob, <laughs> and it was like, you know, it was this, you know, like a bull and a rabbit, you know, and it was just Bob trying to like smash through you and you just bouncing around him and jumping over him. And, you know, he was just like, you know, he was pushing you with everything you had. You just kind of let yourself like almost drunken, like, you know, let you let yourself sort of stumble back a little bit. And then oh, yeah. spring forward. He didn't know what to do with that. He was just like, what? But yeah, that was great watching you guys. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I remember it. I was I was part of my phase and my own training was just to totally invest in loss. Right. And and because I knew no matter who I push with, they were going to push me. Yeah. Well, Bob, just, 
you know, Bob was a fair, I mean, he was fairly aggressive when he would push. Oh, very aggressive. He had uh, <laughs> someone at my first started pushing, I was waiting for him and here he come. He fucking unloaded and I took it a hundred percent. I rolled across the grass, stood up like a yeah. drunk monkey and went, wow, that was great. Yeah. And, and he was like going, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> And I then was, I went back and knocked him doing his ass a couple times like that. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting in the hot tub watching you guys just like, what is this? Like, these guys are, <laughs> like someone's going to get killed, you know, but like, but you guys were, I mean, it was, it was the first time I'd seen like high level people playing and it was like, oh, that's what it's like, you know, because it was like from the outside, it almost looked like you guys weren't really doing anything. Yeah, like there was there was very little like external, but then you know every so often someone would go flying, and it was like, oh, that's the, you know, internal <laughs> bit. But it was great watching. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Those 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 uh, retreats at Anvil Ranch were really a a good time in the. I think the the you know the training of the school, like everybody kind of came together, and it was it had a you know more communal ass feeling to it than you know we're now people like you said people just sort of rush off and you know yes, uh, yes go do their own thing you know yeah that anvil ranch was i mean we're there there's nowhere else to go it's too far to go nowhere nowhere to go so i yeah it started to be like uh i think the cantonese word is a quoon a family yeah, yeah. you know martial art family and uh uh, I mean, a lot of the people that I met, I think, in that period from maybe like 98 to 2002, somewhere in there, you know, um, I'm still in touch with those are the people I'm still in touch with. Uh, you know, you, Jamie, you know, uh -huh. Eric Peters, all those guys, we all met up there. And it was sort of because it was the first, you know, it was the place where we were all in the same place at the same time. Right. Yes. Hey, when did uh, you first go to Anvil Ranch? You remember your first class there? Uh, it was the energy gauge training, I think. Ninety. That was that was that was ninety seven. Yeah. Ninety seven. Yeah. Because yeah. Dragon and Tiger was ninety six. Right. My wife was, went to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. She was in my group. Uh huh. And so ninety seven, you were there and uh, drove all the way up to Mendocino, uh, a couple hours through the mountains out there have you had you been in northern cal before or was that no that was uh, my first time uh-huh there it, it was funny because when i got out of the service i had planned to stay in california mm. and something just snapped in me and said go home mm. i went home and never made it to california until studying with bruce out there uh, but animal ranch yeah i remember bruce would be i mean he would teach all day long yeah. Remember that? He just, I mean, we had breaks and whatnot, but he just loved what he did and he was yeah. just downloading on us. Yeah, that was, that was, so that was Energy Gates instructor training? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, you guys, yeah. so that had the same structure of what we do. That's by then it had really solidified into this set after the book. And everything. yes. Yes. You know, we had the swings, the, the spine stretch, uh, cloud hands. Uh, Standing. That was it. Yeah. For the gates. <laughs> Whatnot, and the idea of opening and closing your joints was going on. That and the release of tissue. Yeah, I mean, he seems to kind of go through like uh, there'll be a different focus for you know a few years, 
So like when I first started, he was really into talking about lymph and fluids. Mm. And then it was opening and closing joints. And then it was more about like feeling the, um, what he called the heart mind, you know, that thread. Yeah, right? that's that mind. Yeah, that uh, right. absolute mind. Yeah. And, you know, and then sort of, he sort of progressed through all these different phases. And, I, you know, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting thing to see how people from different periods, you know, they're trained with them at different times, sort of focus on different things, you know, and it's like, uh, I think I definitely came into it, you know, more at the end of his martial phase and the beginning of like the Qigong phase. Uh-huh. And that, you know, and now he's moved into this more meditation, you know, mindfulness stuff. Yeah, but it's again, the mind moves the chi. So the idea of like a lot of these old teachers I've met, uh, not much movement on the outside, but you put your hands on them. You know, they're running the pathways, the spiraling yeah. pathways. Uh, and eventually, I mean, ever since I've been a, a training as a martial artist, one of my, my goal has been to heal a person of anger at 10 paces, mm. you know, not to beat them up. And I, I've come to be able to do that at times with, because for years I worked with disturbed veterans, you know, guys who are angry and raging. Mm. And I've had instances where using this mind, you know, just being of the spine, it really affected them, you know, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and now a lot of what I'm doing is, most of it is awareness, this absolute mind guiding me, opening and closing things. Uh, it's And this opening and closing thing is really subtle, as you guys know. Yeah. You know, in the spine, especially you've worked a lot with the spine, uh, Isaac. I think yeah, Dad and Bruce spent a lot of time with you. Yeah, I mean, that was like the main thing I did with them for about – three or four years i did yes yes like privates and stuff and you know but um yeah yeah because you know like we had the scoliosis thing in common so he would take us aside and like show you how to do certain things that if you don't have scoliosis there's no reason to know it (laughs) yeah yeah. you know i mean so so it's like unless you were um gonna be doing stuff with people that had it you didn't really need to know so a lot of the stuff about you know targeting vertebra individual vertebrae and like twisting I, them and you doing all that stuff i mean that i think now he's teaching that more but um yeah back then he would only do those in the retreats and and the idea of you know not just targeting it through the fascia tendons and ligaments but through the mind and the energy yeah i mean that's the thing i think that's as i've done more of it you know it started off and i would do it almost like a almost like p-train you know really like yeah. with a lot with a lot of push yeah yes. you know over the years i found that you know basically you almost do nothing you yes. know you, you just put the intent in there of like okay i want this to happen and you do the smallest possible bullshit little movement you can pull off and then it starts to actually release you know yes yes and but that's, that's really I'm... tough you know that's that's tough to especially as a as a young person to let let go like that is not oh yeah that's what uh (laughs) that was one of my biggest challenges to be more even oh boy (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) so the idea of you know the subtleties of these movements inside with the spine there's basically 24 discs in the spine 
So 24 of them. So if each disc, if you opened each disc, one twenty-fourth of an inch. I mean, one twenty-fourth of an inch is tiny, yeah? Yeah, but it adds up. Yeah, it is. But so if I could open up one twenty-fourth of an inch in my spine with each disc, I'd be a fucking inch taller. Right. No, I mean, that's that's one of the demos that Bruce would do, right? I mean, we've all seen him do it, but, you know, where he sits next to somebody and he opens up all the vertebrae and he you know all of a sudden he's you know three inches taller than he was when he started <laughs> so what I'm, what i'm getting at is is how we're getting into this really small movement inside that causes huge effect and one of the interesting things you mentioned was gravity how we learn to stand so gravity passes through us mm-hmm. to take it to another level my body your body is a, like a planet. It's a really small planet. And our bodies, I have gravitational fields. Just like the earth is falling into itself. Yes? Mm-hmm. My body, your body is falling into itself all the time. And you can learn to sense and feel the pathways into yourself through your own gravity. Hmm. Falling into the cavities, falling into the gates falling into the central channel because it's really spacious and that's one of the ways of you know energy goes in energy goes out but the idea of falling into yourself in a very balanced and aligned way i love i love that idea i mean i mean at that i mean to me that if you can do that you've you've accomplished at least the first level of energy gates right you you can you can stand and you can let your body release and i think a lot of the stuff you're talking about is is you know if you can't get into the just the my body's relaxed it's always going to be in the way you know you know like an itch you know until, until you can be comfortable in your body it just it's a pain in the ass to try to do anything else well eventually we discover the body is space rather than something solid i mean really that that's the experience that i've come to well so so when bruce you know bruce talks about the physical dissolve, the outer dissolving being ice to water, water yeah. to gas, right? Yeah. And yeah. then the inner dissolving being ice to water, water to space. Space, yes. Right. So that, that and that I've always thought of them as uh, they're happening at the same time. Yeah. You know? and yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so it's like you say, it's the, it's the, the inner dissolving is the falling into yourself. The outer dissolving is the opening and expanding and, you know, that thing you always like to do <laughs> you wiggle uh but you know where, where it all just comes out as waves right yeah like, yes. he's like you know, dreaming connection yeah, yeah these sort of happy waves that come out as you're getting your ass kicked you know <laughs> <laughs> yes yes what a journey huh yeah, i wanted to cool. check back to one thing you mentioned when uh since you've been doing all the spine training you mentioned when you first did bend the bow um you were, was, what was the circumstances around that? When I first learned it? Yeah. I, I had so much tension in me just doing the physical move. I could do it about five times, break out in the sweat and be worn out. <laughs> because I was, I had so much tension in me. Yeah, but no. now, you know, I've, I've really gotten rid of a lot of tension. There's always some in there I can get rid of too. 
And like this morning, you know, I'm doing this thing that's going to be, it's documented by a, a, a doctor in this medical group. Uh, are you going to do Ben the Bow? Yeah, Ben the Bow and everything else I know. In a oh, sense, wow. Using my mind. Yeah, they're going to document it. Uh, we'll take more MRIs. I see him and I'm going to see him in a month and we'll discuss it further. Because cool. I, showed, I showed the guy what I know. Right. I, I demonstrated some things and he was like, whoa. You know, and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I, he had little spine, you know, model spines and I showed him how it opens the back, opens sure, the sure. front. And he said to me, he goes, wow, that's exactly what the body needs to do to heal herniated discs. Because mm. yeah, yeah. as you lengthen, mm. it tries to suck the, the protrusion back in. Right. And, this, uh, and Western medicine knows this. So I was showing him all this stuff, and he goes, wow, this is really cool. Well, why don't you do that, and I'll oversee it, and we'll document it. That's, all, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it turns oh. out. Yeah, there was one other topic that we're, we all are passionate about, and that's Bagua. I was going to ask, uh, when did you first get into that with Kumar? Did, you, know, you said he demonstrated it a little, but he didn't used to teach it, right? When did you first get into it? Uh, well, I had it before I went to Hawaii – I had him, he taught me how to mud walk and change direction with the hands at the low level. Yeah. You know, like cross and change. And so for 10 years, that was part of my workout, just doing mud walking and changing direction. And then, of course, I, you know, I studied Yang, the, the Doom family, Yang, Tai Chi, fighting Tai Chi. I, uh, with Bing Li uh, and Liang Bai Ping, I studied Chen form fighting for him. And, you know, I sparred a lot and fought a lot uh, with a lot of different people. Uh, we used to go to the big park in Denver on Sundays and there'd be all kinds of groups out there playing, a lot of push hands going on. And uh, the way my Chinese teacher was, the goal was to knock somebody on their ass. <laughs> so that's what I do. Go out there and attempt to do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the... And, and with me, the, the biggest thing that I've, uh, getting away from Bagua a little bit, the biggest thing that uh, I've done with this is, you know, I was uh, diagnosed with prostate cancer 12 years ago. You remember that? Yeah. And they told me I would be dead in two years. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody that. Uh-uh. They said I'd be dead in two years if I didn't get my prostate cut out right away. And my guardian angel <laughs> said to me, and it's spoken to me quite a bit in my life, it said to me, it screamed at me, stay the fuck away from these people. So what I did, you know, I was mostly a martial artist. That's what I used my chi for, to fuck people around and to be strong. So Craig came out and visited me and taught me dragon and tiger. I had never learned it. It was the one system I hadn't done of bruises. Craig taught me Dragon and Tiger for a week. We worked out here at my place. And then I practiced Dragon and Tiger. This is no exaggeration. I practiced Dragon and Tiger four hours a day for four and a half years. Two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. And I'm alive. <laughs> That's amazing. So I went to the VA, and, of course, the doctor thought, ah, well, see, you stupid son of a bitch, it caught up with you. 
you got cancer all through you now. Right. And they did, they took these PET scans, did all these blood tests, clean. Wow. And uh, I mean, they took a picture, you know, took a bunch of pictures of my prostate with the PET scan. And all it is, it had, had no tumors and it just slightly enlarged. Wow. So the dragon and tiger, through it, you know, and for years, I wouldn't tell people that I was healed. I was afraid I'd, you know, the, I'd, I'd jinx myself. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You don't want to shout uh, it out, but. But now yeah. I talk about it. That's amazing. I've done it because I'm clear. And going back to the Bagua now, because this oh, was yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, Mike McConnell. Oh. Okay. Uh, Mike's been coming to the, to the teaching in uh, Longmont. Awesome. Cool. So we hooked up again. All right. But uh, Mike used to be the guy that did the fighting for Bruce. Uh-huh. So yeah. we're down in a park at Boulder. I meet Mike McConnell. Him and, him and Bruce are down there, and we meet. And Bruce has Mike and I spar. <laughs> so, you know, my Tai Chi is – I knew Tai Chi form, but I couldn't do Tai Chi. But I was a fighter, you know. Right. Scrap. So – Bruce would tell Mike, okay, use, use this on him. Use this Tai Chi on Lee and use that Tai Chi on Lee. And I was just like getting inside, touching and tapping Mike, not hitting him or whatnot. Right. And Bruce said, use Yi on him. And he couldn't hit me with that. And I'd tap him. And then Bruce goes, use the Bagua on him. And I threw a punch at Mike. The next thing I knew, I was twisted upside down. And, and I thought, man, that was really fucking neat. I got to learn how to do that. <laughs> uh, that's great. The secret and, formula, uh, yeah. So when did you get a chance to study it? So I started really studying it. Like, say, uh, Bruce taught me mud walking, changing direction. Yeah. And for 10 years in you Hawaii, studied it. <laughs> I, that was part of my routine. Just, but just just that no, no no palm changes no nothing else no just just the the lower palm nice that used to call it hands across water in our school in the, the chinese school sure yeah. and i don't want you probably can't see me you know you're standing up right yeah. so i you know make the change of direction sure. right yeah i, I did that, that a lot and, uh, and when i <laughs> it's where i ran into my chinese teacher bing lee whom bruce knows really well mm-hmm. uh that's where I started doing Bagua a lot. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Liang Xiaoyu mm. come down and teach us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Vince Black, of course. He would come up with the Tang Su Dao. Yeah. They were more remember, uh, And uh, Jerry Allen Johnson oh. would come with us. Mm. So I learned a lot of his forms. Mm. But not – and uh, – so that's where I started doing Bagua a lot. And I've just, you know, once I started doing Bagua, when I started started getting the, the little bit of it, what it was about, I thought, wow, this is like Tai Chi with wings. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way of describing it. <laughs> and, you know, and what we're doing is it's not the movement. It's the energy inside of us that's alive, that's in the body, and we find it and move. I mean, all the palms, the mother palms are inside every human body. Hmm. And you do a, a couple single certain things like stepping in, stepping out. Yeah. And the single palm change, it just come out of your body. And all the other palms also. Hmm. 
And then I remember we, I met you first at Shinoa Springs, I think, when you did single palm change. And we did the walking then. That's, that's when I first got exposed to his, you know, Nagung within Bagua, the, you know, four-part step of moving your mind through your body while you walk, of, you know, holding different postures. He had us also doing massage and, and a bunch of other stuff. And then we did a, a moon meditation Yes. where that blew my mind, man. I, yes. I was like, I didn't know Bagua could do this. I already knew Bagua from other people, but I'd never yes. seen anything like that before. No, Bruce, I mean, I've been around a bit, and of all the people I've met, I've met some really good people, but none, none that had the depth and breadth of his ability, skills, and knowledge. Really. <laughs> it was funny, in the early days, when I'd go to different schools, you know, to f practice with them in a friendly way. They say, oh, who's your teacher? And I used to say, Bruce Francis. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I get two, re one of two reactions. First, first reaction was, oh, that fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the second reaction was, they start backing away from me real slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's, it's a unique school, that's for sure. I mean, these teachings are, you know, they're a little different than most. It's alive. Yeah, it's about what it means to be, what the human body comes with and how it's used for healing and for protecting yourself. Now, and after a while, like you, I, I remember when I first started Tai Chi, reading about Chen Man Ching, they said he practiced 24 hours a day. Mm. And I went, how the fuck's he do that? <laughs> but I didn't understand. It's like now, like I teach my students, like I've sat here and done a couple palm changes. You know? right. I'm practicing. And just that little bit, and Bruce used to say, that's like putting change in your piggy bank. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. the idea is, you know, like I said, I am Tai Chi. I can't move around, talk, or walk without doing internal art because it's become a part of me. It's, it's come out of me. And one of the things uh, that I look at with mind You'll hear the word be mindful. You'll hear the word be present. You'll hear the word be aware. And I've kind of stuck these things together and say, be mindfully present of awareness. <laughs> nice. Seriously. I mean, it's because this awareness is just mind-blowing. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you doing this, man. It's, sure. uh, you, you were top of the list. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> No, it was, it's you've guided us all these years along the way and made us feel like we're you know we're on the right track and you've given us hints and, and help along the way and it's been really appreciated, man. We we love yeah, you for sure. Hey guys, I feel the same way about you. You know, you guys are fighters. Uh, <laughs> you flatter us. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, just usually I found and Bruce has said this that the people who really get into this and get the deepest are people who fight or the fighters. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Cause, because, you know, being a fighter, we don't mind standing for as long as we can. Right. <laughs> it helps well, you, you take the pain. <laughs> and you said something to me once. So I remember it was at Anvil. Somebody came up to you and asked you if you were doing the meditation or the fight or the martial it was you know it was a bagua thing and there were two groups there was a martial group and a right, meditation right. group and somebody asked you you know which one you were doing and you said the meditation and they were like but aren't you the guy who likes to do fighting stuff and you know and you said you pointed to your chest and you said the biggest fight is in here and it just 
I just was floored. I was like, oh man, I'm such an asshole for being in this group. Like, you know, just like, <laughs> I said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm being a tough guy, you know, going to fight with the big boys. And, you know, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's a good lesson. Man. Yeah. Hey, so, we love this stuff, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. Well, well again, th thanks for doing this. Yeah, thing. let's do this again, man. I want to talk some more. Yeah. I miss seeing you, Lee. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like you guys too, man. Like to mix it up, no a doubt. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> get on the spine. Keep us posted on how <laughs> yeah. it goes. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do some too. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sit I'm sitting here all like clenched over, like fuck. <laughs> 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 Stuff straight, man. All right, Lee. Well, thanks all a right, lot, Lee. man. All right, Take guys. Care. Love Talk you, soon. All right, love you too, bro. Take care. Love you. Hey folks, Isaac here. Uh, just a quick reminder, check out our Instagram, like and subscribe. Uh, if you check out the Instagram, there's some images of Lee and a few other things that you may not have seen before. Like I said earlier, season two will start next month, so stay tuned for that. And again, thanks for your support and thanks for listening.